Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Solo, A Star Wars Story, and The Shape. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing all right, man. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. And if you don't know what we were talking about at the intro, we're going to be reviewing a short film that came out a couple months ago. And joining us for this episode is the director of that short film, Christian Rubicavra. I have never actually said your full name, Copster. <laughs> Copster, how That's you doing? That's totally fine. No, you did good. You did. You, you pronounce it better than most people that I work with on a daily basis. So that's totally fine. That's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're actually going to start with your short film. So, Copster. Oh, boy. Here we go. I actually really enjoyed your short film. I'm, a, I'm actually a pretty big horror fan. I. I'm a huge fan of Halloween, so of course I was going to love it. Ozzy mm. is not so much a horror guy, so I'm very curious to hear uh, his thoughts on it. But oh, I hope he hated it. Oh, I hope he hated it. <laughs> I want like the 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 roughest reviews possible. I don't want to just because I'm here. Just like just give me the raw, give me the raw emotions. Give me every the real opinions here. Well, Ozzy, what do you got? <laughs> I mean I, I mean, I, I mean, I liked it for what it was. I mean, I was trying to figure out, like, you know, what it was about at first, because I mean, it was it took place in Halloween. I didn't know it was going to be literally about Michael Myers, so I was just like, okay, this is nice, this is pretty cool, and there's this whole um, this whole backstory to it. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good for what I saw. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, thank so you. thank you very much. <laughs> so, Cobster, uh, when this came out, when, how long ago now? This came in uh, October of 2017. Yeah, 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 it was in Halloween. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that. it came out on on Halloween day. Um, when did you guys like come up with the idea, and when did you start making it or going about the process of making it? Uh, we actually came up with the idea like I want to say it was a year or maybe even two years ago, like a long, long, long time ago. Uh, before before we kind of like I don't know. I feel like. I I feel like we weren't fully grown up yet because we, I think we're still living at home with our parents and whatnot. And, uh, we, we just, we didn't really have the equipment or anything to, to make it with. Like I, I when I worked in my old job, we had, uh, cause I was a video editor at another place and we had equipment there, but I didn't feel comfortable using it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until like we finally had, you know, I got a camera, we had like a little crew and we actually had a sound guy then. So we're like, all right, fine, let's 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 finally make it. Because I wrote the script and then I sent it to Cody, and he's like, whoa. He's like, you wrote this? I was like, yeah, because I'm not I'm not the the greatest writer. He's like, whoa, I I don't know what else we should change. This is great. But then he went in and you know he he fixed it up a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then he uh, and then we just said, screw it, let's shoot it. So I think we shot it in. I want to say like. God, when did we shoot it? It, oh, it was only like a, a month or so before we actually released it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I we we planned on having somebody else edit it, but something you know kind of got in the way of that. 
And it forced me to go because I, I wanted like a full on team to work on it, mm-hmm. like an actual like production crew and stuff, um, especially with the person we wanted editing. But he couldn't do it. So then I had to edit it and I ended up editing that short film in like like nine days or something like that. Jeez. So it was like a very, very because we wanted to we wanted to hit that October 31st uh, 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 release date because uh-huh. that would have made sense. So I just like stayed like nine days. It was like a rough nine days, but it was it was really fun and I, and it didn't feel too rushed. I actually finished it like a, a day or two before, which was really really nice. Um, and then we just like the last couple of days we did a couple of ADR pickups with with Grace who uh, who Heather Grace Hancock who who played the the main the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, Aura. and uh yeah it was it was a really fun process you know doing all the foley recordings and everything so quick turnaround very yeah. very not professional you should, i highly recommend not doing that uh yeah did you do that thing where you uh, promise something and then you're like oh crap we've got to meet this date well no actually that's that's the thing we didn't because i'm i'm known for doing that a lot <laughs> at least I, I cody has to like stop me from because like i like i like teasing i like sending out like a photo of you know the the script like the front page of the script and stuff and we mm-hmm. kept the title secret as that we felt that would have that would have given it away if, yeah. if you're a hardcore halloween fan um and so we didn't really announce it until maybe a couple of days before and we said you know all we said was like october 31st like that's the day we and, and a couple of photos you know no, no trailer no title no nothing um, and then the day it was released, it was like, it's called the shape. Here it is. We did not explain. You're gonna have to see for yourself what it is. And, you know, as soon as you see, you know, Michael Myers, or there's a lot of references in the actual short film itself that we threw in there, sort of little Easter eggs that you can probably pick up on it. Like mm-hmm. right at the start, it says Haddonfield, you know, October 31st, 2018. And if you're familiar with the series, you, you'll know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, for those who haven't seen it, where can they Spoilers. find? Yeah, yeah. Well, where they where can they find it? And uh, just I guess a brief synopsis for those who haven't seen it. Um, if you uh, it, and that's totally fine if they know it's like a Halloween thing. That that's yeah. kind of just for you know like the initial surprise of the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, you guys can find it on Amateur Hour Films. It's uh, youtube.com slash Amateur Hour Films. You type in The Shape. Um, I think after a while, we just titled it The Shape, and now we titled it, you know, like Halloween fan film or something like that mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, the tag purposes yeah. and whatnot. But brief synopsis, it's about a, it's about a, it's about a babysitter um, who gets caught up in a... Uh, a babysitter babysitting the wrong kid at the wrong time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in, in a town... That is uh, not very popular for babysitters. So, uh, but yeah, if you're if you're a fan of the Halloween franchise and whatnot, it's a nice little. It was kind of our way of saying like, if if we had control of the Halloween franchise, what would we do? And this is essentially the opening scene to what would happen in the rest of the film. Awesome. I mean, looking back, I mean, looking back at it, I mean, I mean, after having been a year, I mean. Like, is there anything that you would have changed about it, or, or do you like, or do you think that the finished product is perfect in your opinion? Uh, I don't. Th- I nothing I ever do is going to be perfect. Every time I watch it, it's it's that cliche kind of Scorsese thing. Every time he sees something, he wants to change something about it. I there's always something I want to go back and change. Um, and uh, but you know, I I love it. I, uh, I I'm incredibly happy with it. We had a great team behind uh, the entire thing. I, I would have wanted a, 
you know, a better lighting, I think. Um, I think that's one of the things that we've always struggled with is like the, the, just the visuals on how we make things look. We want like a certain atmosphere and tone. And, uh, we've actually met somebody, um, in, in the, in the time of shooting that and, and now that we want to bring on to help, uh, make our stuff look better because we've gotten the sound down we think we've gotten, you know, some of the acting down, um, and uh, we've got the writing down the story. It's just the matter of the execution and how it all turns out. So that's really the only other thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I I check it out once in a once in a blue moon just to kind of reminisce on it. And I always see oh f- that 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 I could see someone's reflection. Oh, that's a little shaky. But you know that's that's also that's also the beauty of of making it. I, I love stuff like that. I love kind of behind the scenes little tidbits where. You know, yeah, maybe you can see the cameraman in the in the reflection <laughs> of the window. That's fine. You know, it, we're it, it was an incredibly small budget, uh, so you know, it is it, it is what it's going to be, and you know, that's kind of like our go to. That's why we're chan- our channel is called Amateur Art Films because, <laughs> you know, I didn't go to film school. Brian didn't go to film school. Uh, Cody got a degree at at uh, Fuller, Fullerton. You know, so you know, we're just we're just doing what we want to do. Awesome. I think that's awesome, man. You know, you guys are. Uh forming a little production company over there. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of like my, my ultimate dream. If, if like, I always say, if I won the lottery, it's like, I'm quitting everything, start my own production company and bring all my friends aboard, you know, and yeah. uh, just, just, just freaking making short films left and right. Um, and we're working on, um, some more stuff right now, tagged along with our Patreon. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Awesome. That's pretty awesome, man. That is, that is some awesome stuff there. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking I think, of, I mean, I, I think what I liked about the film most is probably just like the, the like. I mean, at least for me, because I'm not fully familiar with the franchise. So when Carlos sent me, like, I think I, I think of the last Halloween movie I saw was the last one that came out like years ago. I think it came out mm-hmm. in, like 20, 2006 or something like that. Right. Um, right. But um, I just really liked, you know, the, I didn't for one, I didn't know who it was, and I just liked how like there were hints, like there were little tidbits there. In and out about the film. So I mean, I I personally liked it. I mean, I wasn't. Uh, I was like, who is it? <laughs> like, what <laughs> that's is cool. This thing? <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> that's that's really great and exciting to hear. Because yeah, if you are a hardcore fan, you're kind of knowing what to expect. But you know, if you don't, and then you see him, uh, you know what happens towards the end, you're like, oh, okay, cool, right on. It's you know, it's just a nice little. It's a nice little setup for something that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never say never. You never know. <laughs> yeah, never say never. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things you are um, involved in creating, I think we, we got to talk about how you ended up on this very podcast. Yes. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about that, Carlos. Let's, let's bring that up again. <laughs> uh, so, um, well, I guess, look, uh, Cobsher is the host or one of the hosts of the Wanger show over on the Schmozno network for podcasts. So you should go and check that out. And I'm not lying to you and not telling you this just because you're on the podcast, but it honestly is one of my favorite podcasts. Like, it's one of my go tos. Oh, thank you. And thank you. I'm sorry as well. <laughs> we, we were so surprised when people tell us those things. It's like, you, you're sticking around with us. We haven't offended you yet. Okay, great. It's almost so, like we're actively trying to offend people to shoo them away, but it's, it's still working. Uh, yeah. So basically, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, became a Patreon. Or a patron is a Patreon a patron? I, I think patron. Uh, right? Patron. Okay. Yeah, you became a patron. And be- thank you for that, by the way. I became a patron uh, mostly because I wanted to call on the show and um, yell at Beardo for being an idiot on Twitter, um, <laughs> which he was. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, secondly, I also 
Cobster um, had... I had, I had messaged Cobster on Twitter because he's got his DMs open and no response. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. You know what? He's a busy guy, right? Yes. Then my brother, Enrique, who's been on this podcast multiple times, is a producer on this podcast. He messaged you and he responded to him and said, yeah, that sounds great or something like that. <laughs> uh, and then we start trying to get the details figured out. We messaged you about what we could talk about. There was a little bit of a back and forth and then nothing like just silence. And we're just like, OK, well, I guess that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. And then I called them to the show and um, I asked you about it. And, you, and that's how uh, you ended up on this podcast, because I brought it back to your attention. So that's right. <laughs> uh, cops like, are like a. Like a lot of things that, that I, I need in my life, uh, I need someone to specifically go up to me and tell me uh, that I've done something wrong or silly. And then I'm like, oh, okay, then I'll, then I'll do it. Uh, I just, I'm so bad at whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or anything of just responding. I'm even bad at email sometimes. I just let it sit there and linger and like, oh, I'll get to that later. And then the day goes by and I completely forget about it. So one, I apologize <laughs> to both you and your brother for one, one either not responding or promising something, uh, you know, like six months ago. <laughs> As you tell, we were talking about The Shape, which came out in October of 2017. That's <laughs> probably how long ago it was. It would have been uh, ideal to, to go on a couple of podcasts and kind of promote it. But, you know, I didn't do that. So, uh, but it, the, it, in the spirit of, like, our show, the thing that, the, the fact that you called in and called me out on it was, like, beautiful. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> that was just everything. I, I, I couldn't, it couldn't have been written. It was just, it's just way too perfect. And I actually thank you for that because uh, that was incredibly entertaining. Uh, and now I'm here. Now I am here. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 I promised that I would come on and, and, and talk about some stuff, and I'm here. Cobster I've done it. keeps his promises. You've heard it here first. Um, and also, <laughs> thanks for the Black Panther Blu-ray for free. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, that was coincidental. That wasn't like, oh, sorry, I didn't come on your show. Here, here's the, that is that true. was before that. Yes. Had, I known, had I known about that, then no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah so that's uh why Comster is on this podcast um, so i'm yeah. here they have they literally have a gun to my head right now <laughs> yes yes we're uh i'm sitting right in front of him pointing a gun at him. uh all right anyway so we're gonna now transition to our review spoiler free we're not gonna dive into it in depth we're gonna keep it spoiler free for now we will have a spoiler review down the road but for now spoiler free of solo a star wars story Ozzy, let's start with you. What did you think of Solo? I really enjoyed it. I fairly really enjoyed it. Um, I, I keep, I keep, I keep. I feel like I keep saying this um, every year, but um, this is my favorite Star Wars film. I really liked it, honestly. I think it really? was really good. Yeah, um, this beats the Rogue One for me because Rogue One was my favorite. But um, yeah, I mean, I really uh, enjoyed watching this movie. I just thought it was like a really nice origin story. Um, the actor who plays um, Han Solo, which I'm going to go ahead and pull up, uh, but he did he did an amazing job playing him. I mean, he just added a complete different uh, depth to his character um, and really made it his own, which I really appreciated. I mean, for some, I mean, this is a character to many people that cannot be played by you know by nobody else other than Harrison Ford. And the fact that Alden uh, Einrich was able to really make Han Solo his own character uh, and also add so much depth to his character, 
um, and just uh, you know, in, in history, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this backstory. All right, uh, this see, this is why I love having or talking to Ozzy about Star Wars because he's not the diehard fan, so he has these takes mm. that are completely out of left field for me. Um, I I did not love it as much as you, clearly, but I, I do think it is a solid movie. I think. Uh, I think that it's a very flawed movie. I have a lot of mm. issues with it, but I overall had a lot of fun with it. And there's definitely some surprises in there that are going to get hardcore mm. Star Wars fans talking uh, for way too long about this movie. Um, but Cobster, what did you think of Solo? Yeah, I didn't like it. Not a fan. I really. didn't really care. Oh, nah, all over care. the map. No. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know. I know. I, it's funny because I think I'm. I, I feel like I'm in such a tiny little bubble because when I saw it. I was, it, it, you know, people were cheering and doing all these things, and I'm just like, kind of like, am, am, am I in, a, am I in a different world here? Am I seeing the same movie? Am I just in a bad mood? I don't know. I, um, I don't think it's terrible. I don't, I don't, I definitely don't think it's terrible. I think it's just fine. My problem with it is just it feels like there, there was no energy. It didn't really feel much of a style. It felt very bland. I thought the acting was fine, but I didn't. I feel like they didn't they weren't given enough to do they were kind of in in small pieces and uh, I just you know I wasn't expecting much from the movie to begin with because I wasn't really looking forward to it even even the um, you know all yeah. the production issues aside um, and the director switching I didn't you know I, I it wasn't really something that I really wanted um, I am I am a pretty diehard Star Wars fan and uh, you know I liked Rogue One uh, I think it's okay I think the Last forty five minutes is probably the best part, but it all feels kind of fan servicey. But that's fine, Same. you know. And, and it's 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 entertaining, you know. Um, with, but with this, it's just yeah, that's that's my biggest issue. It's just it's just kind of like a flat line, a, a good kind of flat line, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't like I I hate trying to like hate on it, but it's it's you know it's just it's not my like I don't need to see it again. You know, right. I saw it once and yeah. yeah. So all right, well we're gonna start uh, with kind of our positives, and we'll move into negatives. So, what positives did you have, Copster? Um, I did like, I did like uh, Aaron Reich as Han Solo. That he was, I think he was pretty solid. And like Ozzy was saying, like he made it his own. You know, there was certain aspects about him, like that I that I thought uh, he nailed. He wasn't trying to imitate. There were a couple moments where I was just like, yeah, that's that's a that's a Han Solo thing right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his uh, I like his back and forth with Chewie. I thought that was great. Chewie was great. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like it's hard to kind of screw up Chewie, you know, <laughs> it's just a, it's a dog. That's, that's what he is. Yeah. And uh, so there are moments back and forth. And uh, I like Woody Harrelson as, as Beckett. I thought I, I love I just love him in general. And I thought what he brought to this universe was 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 fun and yeah. unique. And, uh, you know, uh, there's probably one one sequence that I that I thought was the most fun out of the whole film. Um, and yeah. Yeah, those are kind of my positives. Awesome. Uh, I We are still kind of at the beginning of this review, and I think we've already gone too long without mentioning uh, Donald Glover as Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was sold on his performance just based on the trailer, to be honest, and then the movie <laughs> kind of continued to sell it on me, I or sell it for me. I just, I think Donald Glover is obscenely talented, and I think he just continues to prove that in this movie. He just he nails this role. He really does, and it it all fits for me with that character. I just I, every time he was on the screen, I was just watching him, <laughs> and it, it's just I really really enjoyed his performance in this movie. I think he nailed the role of Lando, and you kind of 
this is where I think the movie is succeeds in what it's kind of meant to do. What this movie is meant to do is to flesh out Han Solo and the character surrounding him and his backstory, right? And this relationship, I think they actually did a decent job of fleshing out where I'm like, okay, I kind of buy their kind of uh, tepid friendship that they have here and why they are old friends, but at the same time, why we get some of those lines about it's my ship and like all that kind of stuff in the original trilogy. So I actually really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, the the one thing that I think is really weird that I'm like not sure where I land on it is the character is Amelia Clark's character of what's her name Kira. Uh, yeah, I actually like her in the movie. I I think it's we're still kind of waiting for her big breakout movie star role. I don't think this is necessarily it, but I I really did overall enjoy her in this movie. It's just as a diehard Star Wars fan, which I am, it was really weird to see to see this character who I'm supposed to be accepting as Han Solo making out with this other girl. That was really weird for me. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I just I had tons of fun with this adventure. I think that's the way people are describing it. It's just a kind of a fun ride, and I think that's a completely fair way to describe this movie. It's an interesting and fun story. Is it the most deep thing no is it nearly as good as even the last jedi i know i'm gonna get hate from half the fan base on that but no (laughs) um it's it's solid i really just enjoyed a lot of different i enjoyed the performances in this movie i enjoyed the overall story and the ride that we were taking on i just had fun with this movie ozzy what positives do you have um, I mean, I mean, look, man, I mean, like I said, I had, a, I had fun in this movie and my dad, he's not a Star Wars fan whatsoever. So he asked me like, what would I think? Like, would he like it or not? And I said he would, because this is basically a Star Wars heist movie. If you think about it, if it all comes down to yep. it's a sci-fi fantasy heist movie, you're going to like it because it's mainly a heist movie. So yeah, you're going to like it. Um, so for me, I liked it because it was fun. Um, for me, it was energetic. And for me, I was like, I was... I mean, I was getting a different part of of Han's past, uh, past. and I I actually like seeing Amelia Clark play um, a love interest from you know before Leia. I thought it was really interesting because I, for me, like you guys know a ton of the lore based on the comics, based on TV shows. I don't watch them or that. For me personally, mm-hmm. Star Wars has a, a just a crap ton of like uh, of all that and i'm just like that's way too much for me to like even handle <laughs> uh, i don't yeah. want to get into that <laughs> so for me i was like this is this is super cool that i'm seeing like him you know that you know he had a first love that he that, you know he was trying to make it work and i find it interesting how she's ultimately going towards you know something else um and i was just like dang this is really nice this is actually a really nice backstory as you know why he is the way he is and um, for me, I personally liked it. I yep. liked where the film brought him. I liked, you know, we got a, like a ton of, uh, you know, like origins basically of different characters that you guys know of way more than I do, which I, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Um, and you know, we got a lot of solid, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, like relationship building in this movie. I thought the chemistry between all these characters really worked. I agree with um, Christians. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you, Christian, when it comes to Woody Harrison. Mm-hmm. He brought like a different thing to the Star Wars franchise yeah. that I've never seen before, and I was I was I was thoroughly enjoying Woody Harrelson's performance. He was he was probably my second best performance uh, that I actually enjoyed. Um, Paul Bettany, I think I think he was. I mean, if we're gonna jump into negatives, I feel Paul Bettany was a little bit overacting. 
Because Paul Bettany is always so calm. He's always so (laughs) chill. Um, Even in Avengers Infinity War, when stuff was going down, he was always so calm. And then in this one, he was so right. Like, he was raging with, like, a calm voice. And I was like, I don't know how to feel. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're trying to be mad, but you're not. Um, But uh, that's one of my negatives when it comes to the performances in the movie. Um, (laughs) And I also think... Huh? <laughs> Cops, do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? I don't. No, oh, I should. Okay. I know I should. <laughs> you just reminded me of a scene from uh, an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I see, but never mind. Mm. Move on. Oh, um, and um, I just, I just thought that I also wish that we got a little bit more from a few characters. Um, from a few characters, I'm not mm. going to go in depth with it. Yeah, but you guys know what I mean. Uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about it more in our spoiler review, uh, probably on Wednesday, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, re- I also really enjoyed Woody Harrelson. I think their dynamic is probably the best in the movie. Um, and I, I just, I, I appreciate where they took or how they kind of left off Hansel. I think they left him in a place where you're like, I can buy where he like that this is the guy that we meet in episode four i can buy that Mm -hmm. so i I think they did a pretty good job with that but i guess let's move fully on to negatives um i i don't don't know if either of you are gonna bring up the droid in this one a lot of people are really really hating on the droid in this movie (laughs) yeah it's funny i i I enjoyed her yeah i I didn't hate her either she was great I, i i didn't like she wasn't one of my favorite parts but i i just like I saw Harloff, like, compared to uh, Jar Jar on Twitter. I'm like, geez, like, I did not hate her that much. Like, I mean. I don't understand why people hated her. I mean, I felt bad when some of the stuff was going down. It was was fine. Like, I don't know. But I I feel like we had to bring that up because I know a lot of people really don't like that uh, aspect of the I think I think what it is and, and, you know, I could be completely out of left field, but anytime a sort of you know, maybe uh, not a, like a political type character is mm-hmm. introduced in this franchise, or if there's some kind of like deeper message in, in a Star Wars movie, I think Star Wars fans get a little cranky. <laughs> you know, like the the farrier or what are they? What are the the, the llama looking creatures yeah. in the Last Jedi? Everybody hated that part because they felt like, oh, is this like a is this like a PETA message going on? What's going <laughs> on here? And then with L three, it's like, oh, is this like a you know, is this some kind of pansexual thing going on here? It's like, you know. <laughs> It, I don't necessarily know if those are the intentions, but even if not, it's like, who cares? Yeah. It's just, it, it's part of the movie. She's a fun and entertaining character. And I think you just have a lot of Star Wars fans like, get get your politics and get your, you know, uh, messages out of my Star Wars movie and give me a lightsaber or something. And it's just <laughs> at that point, it's just just shut up. You're not going to get what you want. You know, these uh, a lot of these movies are are flipping expectations in different ways and they're doing something different. I would rather a thousand L threes than another, you know, another like, uh, DJ or, or any other kind of Star Wars characters that we've like kind of seen before, you know, Mm -hmm. like an, Oh, let's get Boba Fett in here because it's Boba Fett. You know, it's, you know, they're doing something different and interesting. And, you know, I liked it for that. Definitely, definitely not on the level of Jar Jar. Hell I no. really didn't understand that take. <laughs> so. There's a lot of things I don't understand about what he says sometimes. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, in terms of negatives, I think the movie 
kind of takes a bit to get me invested, or it took a bit for me to get invested in this movie. Um, I, I think the story kind of, it it's weirdly put together. I think the structure is kind of all over the place at times. And it's just, and that ultimately ends up affecting the pace. I think this movie is very oddly paced. There's some moments where you're just like, this is dragging. But at the same time, like everyone's saying, oh, this movie is so fast paced and all this stuff. And I kind of understand where they're coming from because the story is kind of fast paced, but it's just the way the movie's structured and put together kind of made mm-hmm. it, it, it put me off balance. And I don't think that, I think that's the biggest flaw of the movie in my mind is everything is kind of jumbled at times. It feels jumbled at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozzy, what do you got? Um, like I said, I mean, I really, I mean, Paul Bettany's character, I really, I mean, he's probably like my least favorite character. Interesting. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, um, and I'll, I mean, I'll agree with you that sometimes the pacing fell off a little bit. Like, I mean, there's some scenes where I was like, "All right, can we pick this up a little bit quicker?" Because um, I have a long week and I'm about to fall asleep. So, like, I mean, that's why I was just like, I wish that the pacing was a little bit like better in some cases. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, um, also, I mean, I wish we wouldn't again. I wish we had more time with some new characters, with some of the characters on there. Um, yeah. I mean, and then there were some reveals in there, which I personally didn't get. But that's just, I mean, I'm not going to really dock any points because <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I think it was a fine movie. I thought it was, like, you know, a fun movie. I mean, I think this is somebody. Uh, I don't think this is a Star Wars. And <laughs> this is this is not a huge Star Wars fan, mo- like, fan base movie, I guess. It's not going to pay homage to you guys. <laughs> um <laughs> But I do think, you know, for those newer Star Wars people, like, you know, for people trying to get into Star Wars and, you know, and people who are um, interested, I think this is a good movie. I think this is a good movie for you to start in mm-hmm. if you're trying to get in. Um, if you want to know about one of the most, you know, famous characters of all time, this is definitely a movie for you to watch. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one other thing I kind of want to talk about, you with you bringing up uh, Paul Bettany's character, I think, can we talk about the villains in this movie? There's no, like, I guess Paul Bettany is, like, our main villain, but there's also, like, this mm-hmm. rival faction, uh, which there's definitely spoiler stuff we can talk about with that, but we, we'll talk about that in the spoiler review. Uh, and then there's also some mystery surrounding some of the other characters. Are they good? Are they bad? I just feel like there was no real, like, villain presence that I could latch on to and go, oh, I mm-hmm. really want them to beat this person because like there's a bunch of different stuff going on and a lot of these characters are kind of in the kind of gray area anyway so i don't know i I think that's another part of the problem with for me with this movie is like i don't really have like yes i'm rooting for han solo but that's really all you're giving me like there's nobody to root against for me like i don't know what did you think copster yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, I, I don't always think there needs to be like a, a straight up villain. Uh-huh. I mean, Paul Bettany is is definitely the one, but it's more so about Han's journey and the characters that he sort of interacts with. The, mm-hmm. the like, you know, you look at Rogue One and you think, oh, who's the villain? OK, there's Krennic, the um, Ben Mendelsohn yeah. character. But then you also have the Empire. The Empire is always going to be the threat. You yeah. take away the Empire and it's like, well, what do you have? Yeah, his main motive, Han's motivation is to become a pilot, uh, save the girl that he loves. And then, you know, some things happen in the beginning or I mean, it ha- happened throughout the film where 
his motivations sort of change a little bit, and but you know that that sort of looming threat is sort of missing. There's no like ticking time bomb or or you know like uh, yeah. we have to get to this certain point at a certain time. Um, it's just sort of the situations that he he gets himself in are like small little motivations to get out of them to kind of get you rooting for him. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you uh, Paul Bettany's kind of he's barely in the movie, uh-huh. and the times that you do see him, he's you know he is the looming threat that he's supposed to be, but you don't really feel that throughout the film. Yeah, uh, it almost feels like the uh, again going back to the structure, it almost feels like there's like maybe this is like three episodes of a TV series kind of put together. Yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of how it came across to me, and that's where I think that it just... Something was off about this movie when I was watching it, but anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I personally didn't need a villain, honestly. For me, like, the looming thing was is that, like, he ultimately wanted to save, um, you know, his love, yeah. and he ultimately wanted them to, like, you know, ownership together, and ultimately be together just you know flying in the galaxy together being safe that's ultimately what he wanted and ultimately he had to do that to you know he had to do that trying to figure out a way to you know stop Paul Bettany's character um so ultimately yeah he had to do that and also he also had to deal with the fact that she was hiding things from him um because you know his end game was to do something else but due to the fact that she was at a different location he was like okay so I can switch up my plans a little bit but I mean for me um, I mean, I didn't really need a like overall looming villain um, in this film. I mean, for me, it was fine the way it was. Ultimately, you know, the the film ends on a certain note, which is why I was like, oh, this is like a really cool, interesting turn to this character. Um, and I really did like the the history behind this character, yeah. um, and I think it adds depth to this. But I mean, there doesn't need to be. And I feel like honestly, like if there was like a like, honestly, I feel like if 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 Paul Benny's character was more involved in the film then you would have had more problems because they would have been comparing it to like Dark Sidious or like, mm. you know, whoever the hell uh, the villain has been in here. I mean, just look at last year's Last Jedi. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody was given like, you know, like uh, I forgot what his name is, the old, like, you know, the big bad, um, the big baddie in the movie, but everybody was Snoke. giving him, Snoke. yeah, Snoke. Everybody was like saying like, oh my gosh, like they set up Snoke to be something, which they never did. Um, but I mean, there it was, and everybody was pissed off about it. So for me, I would, I'm glad that Paul Bettany was just like there in the background. I really didn't need him to be like an overall looming villain in the movie because it would have just been more Star Wars, just would have been more Star Wars fans <laughs> talking crap mm-hmm. and making up these fan theories. It's like, why does he have those scars in his yeah. face? And I'm just like, because he has scars in his face. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's how he looks. I don't know what I'm going to tell you. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, was I mean, yeah, you you look back. I mean, the emperor had nothing to him either. Exactly. Was, was, he was just an old man, you know, and, and uh, he, his backstory was built up through other books and canon and novels and, and whatnot and then other movies. So it's like if you if you, you know, I'm sure I, I guarantee what's going to like if people are complaining about Paul Bettany and they, they wanted more from him. There's probably going to be a book at some point. You can read up on him and there you go. You yep. know, same thing with Snow. He's, yep. he's uh, an old man who's supposed to be there and be evil. And sometimes it's at least at least with Paul Bettany, like he was just, you know, hamming it up. He was just having fun with it, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. And before we wrap up this review, <laughs> I just I think we need to uh, we let's caution Star Wars fans here because we are entering the biggest dead period that we're going to have uh, <laughs> that we've had since since The Force Awakens came out. This is mm-hmm. a year and a half now, right? A year and a half about until the next movie. 
I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think they they pushed it to, to December. Yes, again. episode nine is coming out in December of next year. So this is a year and a half that people are going to have to do all this speculation and stuff. My caution is: remember what happened last time. You wasted all of your time on speculation. It didn't end well, and people got really pissed. So oh yeah, chill, chill. No, right. you know what, Carlos? I'm going to take you one for I want them to speculate. Oh, no. I want them to speculate all they want, <laughs> and I want them to all be wrong. I just the, the, the thing I loved about Last Jedi, and maybe even with this movie, because a lot of people were speculating on this movie, that no matter what, people are going to speculate and try to get something right. And it's silly because it, they're not going to get things right. The Last Jedi proved so many people wrong, and I love that. It's one of the reasons why I love that movie so much. Yeah. Um, and even with Han Solo, people were guessing things. So I want them to be speculating until nine because when they see the movie, they're going to be disappointed. And they're only going to be disappointed because their speculations weren't correct, <laughs> not because the movie is good or not. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's more I guess my caution is more um, for my own sanity. Like I'm already I'm already seeing articles. I'm not even joking that are oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, did we just get Ray's parents revealed to us in Solo? And it's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I hate it. Drives me insane. Man. I work so in a, I work in an industry where it's you know I'm surrounded by that a whole lot, and it's just like I, you know, I work there, but it's not my cup of tea. Like I, I love these movies because I love sitting down there opening night and seeing a long time ago in a galaxy far far. I love the excitement of that and not knowing what to expect. If I go into a movie. Uh, you know, having speculated, and I've done that in the past. That, that used to be me. I used to love speculating and trying to guess what was going to happen. But now it's like there's no point. Then there's no surprises. I love being surprised. Yeah. And you famously uh, try to avoid trailers at all costs. Did, were you able to do that oh, yes. with this movie? You know, it's funny with with so like it, when it comes to me avoiding uh, trailers and stuff, I really have to care. Um, and with Solo, I didn't care too much uh, because, you know, it, like, say we had to do a trailer reaction and I had to edit it. I was like, OK, fine, I'll, I'll skim through it. I'll see some things. And OK, that's that looks fine. But, you know, with like episode nine, I'm very much looking forward to it. I don't want to see anything. I, I only really care for the main trilogies or yeah. the main trilogy, rather, or if like, you know, Ryan Johnson's new trilogy had a trailer. I wouldn't want to watch it because I'm excited for that, you know. Mm -hmm. So with this one, it was kind of it wasn't that I feel like there was nothing much you can really spoil for me because we all know what happens to Han <laughs> like later on in life. Uh, but uh, and, and again, even with this movie, there's not a whole lot to spoil. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. All right. Well, we are going to rate this movie. I can't remember. Are you one of I, I know one of you or maybe two of you on the Wanger show hates rating movies. Is that you? <laughs> I think we I think we all hate rating movies. Fair enough. I, I mean, well, I, I, Beardo does yeah. it on the Twitter all the time, so he oh, clearly yeah. well, does it. it, 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 it him, it's just for his own, his own ego. <laughs> he's got to he's gotta have his opinion. But I love that for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I, what do you guys rate it out of? Uh, we rate it out of 10. Rate it out of 10? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give this like a 6. Like right. a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Like, not awful. Uh, I'm, I'm probably, I'd probably make it sound uh, more awful than than you know what it is but uh you know i think it's a fair six out of ten yeah all right uh ozzy what do you got i'm giving it, I'm giving it a 7.5 all right awesome and i'm at a seven out of ten so we're actually like we sounded really far apart at the beginning we're actually all pretty close so there we go yeah <laughs> yeah it's not the worst thing on the planet it's just it's there you yeah. know it's there yeah definitely all right well Cobster, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Screenfellows podcast. Uh, where can people yeah. find you on social media and everything else you're doing? 
Um, plug you guys, away. You guys can uh, find me on Twitter at Copser15. Um, you can just yell at me there if you guys want. That's totally cool. And then uh, if uh, if you guys want, uh, check out my show, The Wanger Show. Um, we're on SK Plus and shows on iTunes feeds. But more importantly, our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash wangers. That's kind of like uh, our our baby we do podcasts. We do special videos. We have a. Um, if you are a horror fan, we have a horror segment called Horror Flicks, which is like a um, a longer, like it's like it's an extended review of one movie. Um, kind of a throwback to a podcast me and Cody used to have back in the day. We do stuff on Twitch. We do video game stuff, and we're currently working on a horror web series that uh, you know uh, we just had like a meeting about it the other day. And I'm very, very, very excited about it. Oh, did you reach that goal? Not yet. We can be still uh, kind of riding that line. But I mean, regardless whether we we're still going to going to make it um, and we still want to get ready for it. Yeah. So that way, when we do hit the goal, like we're ready to go, we have we have a lot of stuff planned behind it, like not just the series itself, but like, you know, behind the scenes stuff and extra clips. And, you know, I kind of want to like do the series and have like one of those mini documentaries you see like on Blu-rays and stuff. I, I really want to go out all out with it. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Cobster. Thank you, man. Thank you, uh, you too, Ozzy. I appreciate hey, you guys uh, hey. uh, forcing hey, me to come onto the show. <laughs> Anytime, man. Now, we'll, uh, we'll force you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. This was, this was a blast. This was a blast. Now you, gotta, now you have to get Cody and Brian on. Yes, definitely, definitely. I need to get Brian on and yell at him. And I also need to come up with a beef with Co- Cody because now I've got to finish it. I'm sure there's something. There's yeah. something we can figure out. All right. Talk to you later, man. <laughs> All right. See you, man. All right. Well, now we are going to move on. And we didn't mention this at the top, but we are going to talk about 13 Reasons Why. Ozzy has watched all of season two. The phenomenon, I guess. I don't know if it's a phenomenon. Is it big enough to consider a phenomenon? I don't know. But the culturally relevant 13 reasons why uh i have not seen it so it's just gonna be aussie today and yeah we did talk about how um enrique was gonna do it but um yeah you can tweet him and ask him what happened there all right uh aussie what did you think of 13 reasons why season two spoilers are we we doing spoilers we're doing spoilers so if you guys have not seen season two please go back and watch season two before you go ahead and watch this and if you don't care about spoilers then you can continue to listen because uh, it's going to be spoiler review. <laughs> anyway, so if you guys haven't, uh, so if you guys haven't heard me within the last, you know, since I missed two episodes, I guess this is really mainly my episode. So for those of you guys missing me, I miss you guys too. I'm back. Um, but anyways, all right. So starting out with season two. So season one, one of the things, Carlos, about season one, for those of you, you know, who are interested, in, you know, and in joining the show, uh, is you know one of the things that people were saying about season one, which is you know this is. There's two reasons why it's a really controversial show due to the fact that, you know, it brings light to a ton of issues. You know, that's what the first season did, which a lot, which, you know, was divided. It was divided because, you know, it brought up suicide, um, brought up bullying, and it tried to light on those things. It tried to light on those issues, right? And people were just saying, like, okay, that makes sense. Um, But, you know, it's not okay to, it's not okay for some people to watch it due to the fact that it can be, you know, it can be a trigger. So it was a huge thing last year. And um, we reviewed it on the show, and I was one of the people who said, okay, for me, at least for me, it, you know, it educated me to kind of, like, look out for those signs, you know what I mean? It kind of educated me more to kind of, you know, not be, you know, just, you know, to watch more of what I say, just so that, you know, because you never know what someone's going through, you know what I mean? You never know how someone's feeling, so just be careful what you say. Um, this season... 
did not feel like that whatsoever. This second season felt like they were trying to shoehorn every issue, like in in in, in today's school world, and it really frustrated me. Um, first of all, I think like if this show would stop saying that it's trying to like sh- you know shed light on issues, this show would be a better show. It would just be a drama. This show would be a drama about you know bringing kids together after a suicide and, and trying to find justice for him. I think that's what the season two should have been about, is bringing these kids who were affected by Hannah Baker and bringing them together. And to a degree, they did that. And that was and those are my favorite aspects, is seeing these people who were affected by her in different ways um, come together. Like, you know, form a group, you know? These are people that really don't have enough in common, but they formed a group due to the fact that, you know, Hannah Baker basically brought them together. Right, but no, the, the the show is so focused on also shedding light on different issues because it's shedding light on different issues, and it's just like, guys, come on, there's no need to do that. And there is, and there are scenes in this show, and this, and I'm going to go ahead and advise you guys, especially in episode thirteen, there are, which is again why actually this show's premiere actually got canceled due to the Santa Fe shooting, which you know we give our condolences to the the people affected by the Santa Fe shooting. Um, but the show was canceled due to the fact that the ep- the last episode, there was almost a school shooting in the show. And for me, that's just like wow. ridiculous. Like why, like why is this show, like why does this show need to pay homage and show so much different issues, you know, so much deep, like so much deep issues. And so and sometimes I'm gonna call it over dramatic issues. What happened in the last season, or in the last episode, is Clay, don't, like, they didn't even, the, 13 Reasons Why didn't even, like, they didn't even, the, the, the kid shooter didn't even go in and kill anybody. He was stopped by another student, and the other student named Clay, Clay went ahead and stopped him, and he was like, hey, man, we can figure this out together. There's no need to do this. da 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 da, da. Like, me and you can figure this out. Like, there's no need to do this or whatever. The school, like, the, like, the show didn't even go into the school shooting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they victimized the person who was going to go ahead and do the school shooting. And it's just like, wh- why? Why did you need to like have that in there? For me, there's no reason to have that in there. You know what I mean? The show was supposed to show enlightenment to people who were committing suicide, not to people who are shooting up schools. You know what I mean? And victimizing the shooter. It's just it's like, come on. Like I feel like there's so much more they could have done with this show. Um, they kind of ended the show in a really positive light, but they ended it in a negative light, which, listen, if you're going to go ahead and do this, there's no need to do this in this fashion. Um, there was, you know, they're referencing, you know, slut shaming in this movie. They were doing, again, with the school shooting, um, basically, you know, the, you know, basically saying that the justice system does nothing to the people who, who do assault others. Um, there was a lot that the show had to say. I really don't. I mean, for me, this was honestly a disappointment. You know, when you have a show that's, you know, for me, again, this show should have been a show about people bringing people together. The acting is, again, phenomenal. If I'm going to give this show any positives, I love the acting in the show. Um, For me, and I'm going to go ahead and bring up his name. Um, Give me one moment, because he is my favorite character. Christian uh, Navarro. He plays Tony. Tony is my favorite character. Um, Tony is by far the coolest character, and I just absolutely love his character. Um, he is no one to be trifled with. He's a really strong individual, and I think the fact that you know he's 
he's gay and you know he is the way that he is it just adds so much depth to his character i love his character so much he is no one to be trifled with like there is this actually there is a brawl scene in this in this in the show which i actually like the brawl scene where you know he pulled someone off of somebody else and he's like listen man i'm not trying to fight you i'm not trying to fight you and just just breathe and the jock was, you know, insulting him, and he just ducked the jock in the face. And I was like, dang, that's so, that's so awesome, you know, to see this character just take on anybody in the world. You know, it could be the toughest guy ever. This guy is going to be the one guy who's, you know, standing. And I just, I love his character for that. Um, we got, this season was much about, you know, the the people's the, the people who are on the tape the people that she dedicated the tape to it's about their side of the story and we saw their side of the story it's about getting justice for him and i feel like again they added so many side stories um you know her parents were secretly going through like a rough patch like her and then they also added that her dad was was secretly having an affair with another woman and then it's also seeing like you know her mom try to be a part of the you know trying to you know have justice for her daughter and then it was like, just, just there was so many side stories in this. In this, it honestly felt like Jessica Jones to me in a sense, Carlos. Where you know, there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you don't know, like you know what I mean? It's just like you could have cut so many things out, and you know, you, you would have like you would have at least had a solid season. Um, like Tyler's side story, we really didn't need Tyler's side story. I, I mean, I didn't really need it, but I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, there was so much going on in the show, and unfortunately, it did not match up to season one. Um, and this show, for me, for me, honestly, at this point, this show, you know, it's just catch. It's just honestly, at this point, it's just trying to be, you know, something that it's just trying to be something that it's not, and it's just trying to shed light on issues, um, which, which I don't understand why they're trying to shed light on issues, which. Issues are already like there's already light shed on the issues, but they're protect. They're saying they're claiming that they are, but for me they're just you know it's just it's just to make the show you know ultimately bigger. They're using it as like a marketing campaign in my opinion, and that's not right in my opinion. So, um, am I uh, you know if I'm gonna rate this show out of like between a one to ten range, I give it a six point. I give it like a six. It was an okay season. You know I don't work. You know this it's not it's not anything compared to the first. Um, is it droppable? I'm going to go ahead and say that it is droppable. You know, uh, I had a buddy of mine, Chris, who was actually on the show. And he watched the first season. He thought the first season was okay. And then he dropped it after the first episode. Because, I mean, it's it's also, this show is also very slow paced. There's so much going on. Uh, you know, it takes it takes a place. It takes place in many different places. It takes place in the school, the ju- like you know, the court, and different locations. And there's just there's too much going on. Like the, like you know, you got one character who witnessed a rape, who was actually a, who became a drug addict, whose mother is a drug addict, who's you know related. You know, she's dating a guy who's a drug dealer, and you know, it's all this stuff. And I'm just like, guys, there's so much content here. You need to drop some of it. And it's just, you know, at the end of the season finale, I just felt so overwhelmed and underwhelmed. Like, they redeemed this character, Justin, which I love Justin this season. I think they did a great job redeeming him. But they took a step back by saying, okay, yeah, like, he's really good, but we're still going to keep him as a drug addict for next season to cause some drama, just to stir some drama. Why? There's no, there's no, need, there's no reason for that. There's this character... Um, 
there's this character for me. What's her, I'm bringing up? I'm bringing up her character now. Um, Jessica Davis. You know, and she's supposed. To, you know, at the end of this, at the end of the season, she's talking. You know, she's dating. Um, she's dating this kid called Alex, and then she sleeps with Justin at the end of the season. Like she makes out with Alex, and then she sleeps with Justin at the at the end of the season. I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Like you just got like the show just got done talking about slut shaming and doing everything like that, and then you know, and the character who's been dealing with this the most does something like that. And I'm just like, what, like, what is the show trying to say at this point in time? Like the show is legit just going in circles, just trying to stir up drama. Like if the show is going to be a teen drama, admit that it's going to be a teen drama and just stop, just stop saying that you're shedding light on issues at this point. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, it just has characters just going round and round in circles and there's no growth. You know what I mean? It's like, we started off with Justin being at like in season two, Justin was addicted to drugs. He was clean. He became really cool. Like he was, he was, he was trying to help get bring justice to Jessica Baker. At the end, you see him like you know he was finally happy or whatever, but he's still a drug addict. I was like, guys, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I don't understand why they need to do this to some characters. Like, there's no growth. Like, they're basically saying like, yeah, like all that growth you saw won't matter in the, it won't matter until the third season because they're gonna just grow again. It's just. This is ridiculous. For me, the show is like a six. Uh, I'm just ultimately disappointed in what the show was trying to say, which it didn't say at all, and just what they did with some of the characters is just ultimately disappointing. Mm-hmm. So, all right, yeah, all right. Well, there you have it. There is our review of, or a recap and review of Thirteen Reasons Why Season Two. Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yeah, man. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Churi456. And make sure you follow me or follow us all over social media, all at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel. And, of course, our website where Brianna's doing great stuff. She does have a solo review up now on the website. You can go get her thoughts there. All right, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. And also, if you have any movie recommendations and TV shows, you can also uh, email me at ozzy.castroscreenphones.com. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Also, check out the website, check out the YouTube channel, because, guys, this is Screenfellas. Fellas.